Disney Roulette is a movie review podcast in which we discuss, in detail, the movies available on Disney's streaming service. In internet speak, that means, spoiler alert, you've been warned. Also, while Disney films are safe for the whole family to enjoy together, this show is not. Listener discretion is advised. All that said, let's do this shit. Welcome to Disney Plus Roulette, a magical movie review podcast. I'm your host, Kate. Oh, snap. (laughs) I'm your husband, Bob. Oh, snap. Your cell phone accompaniment saved that bit for you. It did. It did. Uh, Welcome, everybody. We are still brain dead and recovering from the weekend. We did a big two-day craft fair and... uh, I'm just real tired. I averaged about five hours of sleep every night. But we're hanging in there. We're plowing through. We made some money. It's good. It's good times. Yeah. So originally we had said we would potentially be covering National Geographic's World's Greatest Dogs and The Rescuers Down Under this week. For the shorter, like, 45-minute documentaries, we kind of have a movie on standby in case we don't have enough to build a show out of. But I think we're going to have enough show this week and also... I love Rescuers Down Under a lot, and I want the freedom to talk about it a lot. And my work schedule this week does not allow me time to edit a two-hour podcast. (laughs) So for today, we're just going to stick with the National Geographic special World's Greatest Dogs, and we will be back in two weeks with the Rescuers Down Under. Crikey. You got anything, Bob, or should we jump into the news? Uh, no, I I don't think I have anything of interest other than, hi guys, good to be back. All right, cue music. In addition to Joseph Gordon-Levitt voicing Jiminy Cricket, we have some other cast announcements for the live action in Pinocchio. I may have reported this one last time. Cynthia Erivo will be playing the Blue Fairy, but the new news is that Keegan-Michael Key is going to play Honest John. Love Keegan-Michael Key, I support it. Again, fucking Pinocchio is determined to make me watch this movie that I have zero interest in watching other than they keep casting people I love. Yeah, it's an all-star cast at this point. Other news, the trailer for Big Shot, that series with John Stamos about the basketball team, has dropped. So if that's something you're interested in, you can find the trailer now and check that out. Speaking of amazing casting, the Obi-Wan Kenobi series cast has been announced. Yes! We already knew that Ewan McGregor and Hayden Christensen were both confirmed to come back. Hello! In addition... That that was my Ewan McGregor Obi-Wan... Oh, I legit thought you were fucking answering the phone (laughs) on the podcast. No. Okay. Wasn't that bad. Listen, you just said the word hello in the middle of me talking. (laughs) What was I supposed to think? Ewan McGregor's Obi-Wan is known for that. 
Why, hello. Okay. So, in this show, we have <laughs> Moses Ingram, Joel Edgerton, Bonnie Peace? Is that how you say her name? It's the chick from the Nixium business. It is the chick from the Nixium. She's coming back to yep. replay her role as uh, Aunt Baru. Yes. Kumail Nanjiani, love him, adore him. Indira Varma, love her, adore her. She is from Rome and Torchwood and Game of Thrones. She's fantastic. Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson, Sung Kang, Simone Cassell, Kessel? Not sure. And Benny Safdie. So pretty psyched about the cast situation happening with that one. Yeah, I'm excited. We've got an update on the Cruella movie. It will now be in theaters and on premiere access on May 28th. Yep. However, Pixar is continuing its tradition. It's kind of turned into its pattern of just being free on Disney+. Plus. That is going to drop on June 18th with no additional fee. Don't really know why none of Pixar's stuff is being premiere access. I assume it's some lawyery contractual business, but I don't know. I like a free movie. (laughs) I'm happy about it. Uh, Yeah, I'm not going to be upset about it. Another exciting announcement for fans of the National Treasure movie series. There is a TV series being developed based off of it. It will be 10 episodes long, and it will follow a character named Jess Morales as she uncovers her mysterious family history. I've not heard anything about whether Nick Cage or anybody else is going to be in it. It might just be within, like, the National Treasure universe, as it were. Yeah, the only thing that they keep touting is that it is a Latina actress, which, I mean, I'm all about diversity, so. Yeah, cool. Support it. Yep. You got anything for us in the Marvel Minute? Well... We do have a little bit of news since last time we talked. We did get a Loki poster reveal, and there was actually a little short clip of Loki and, uh, oh, what is his name? Owen Wilson? Owen Wilson, doing a little banter back and forth, so check that out. It's probably on the official Disney channel on YouTube, as well as other, you know, possibly on Disney Plus as well. There's a link to it on the Disney Plus Twitter page. See, there you go. Uh, Black Widow has been announced that it will be pushed back till July 9th, but will also be available for premiere access on Disney+. Plus. They have finally given, given the go-ahead. It's going to happen. This is the final date that they will release it on. I'm fucking stoked about Black Widow. I can't wait to see that in theaters. I'm going to eat a giant chocolate brownie ice cream sundae while I watch it. I'm very excited. Okay. I was really hoping that that would be available in theaters, and I'm stoked that we have a cinema cafe near our house that is doing socially distanced movies. Not uh, sponsored by Cinema Cafe. Nope. Although we would love to be if if Cinema Cafe wants to reach out to us. But yeah, like I'm legit going to ask for that day off of work tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I gotta watch that shit. Day of. It's so exciting to be back to Marvel movies and theaters. I'm ready yes. for it. Did we say on the podcast that when the Marvel intro music started on WandaVision, we both teared up a little bit? <laughs> I don't know if we did, but I definitely did a little bit. It was good to be back. Yeah, we were like, oh, apparently we've really needed this badly because <laughs> we both were a little, a little emotional hearing the Marvel theme again. 
All right, so let's get into our movie. Movie, quote-unquote. It's a 45-minute TV episode, I think, technically, but it's listed with the Disney Plus movies. We're gonna skip over our drink. I'm introducing the movie first, then I'm gonna talk about the drink. Because the drink ties into the movie. Mm. The TV show that we watched was National Geographic Presents The World's Greatest Dogs. And I knew that somewhere in the back of my mind, I felt like I just heard a lot of... A lot of beer names that were dog names. I was like, I know that's a thing. I know there are tons of beers that are named after dogs. So I hit up some of my friends who hit a lot of local breweries. So my friend recommended a brewing company in Virginia Beach called Wasserhund, which means water dog in German. They have a bunch of different German beers and they are all dog inspired. So pretty perfect. And they don't taste of dog. They actually taste good. Yes, they do. Today we are having the German Schepperweissen, which is obviously a Hefeweizen, and it's pretty damn good. I'm digging it. Yeah, it's got a bold flavor on the outset and then a clean finish, so I like a light beer that still has some flavor, so I'm all aboard. Yeah, and again, not sponsored, but just, you know, promote local business. Go, go. If you're near Virginia Beach, go try it. Woohoo! All right, so let's get into trivia. I got none of it. (laughs) I could barely even find this title on IMDb, let alone find trivia about it. So. Well, my trivia is that dogs have four legs, most of them, and tails and ears, and they love us. They love us all. I think largely that is true. Woot! So let's get right into the movie. Literally, we're just going to meet a bunch of cool dogs. That's the whole thing. That is the whole thing, and I was here for it. The first dog that we meet is Jumpy. Really original. Yes, but named by a small child. Once I found out it was the small child who named the dog and not the, like, 50-year-old man, I felt better about it. Yeah. So Jumpy is a Border Collie Blue Healer mix. He does flips. He does the hula hoop. He does these crazy jumps that are super long. And he has a little bit of a sad origin story. His original owner could not handle how high energy he was and how, like, I mean, as Border Collie Blue Healer. They are incredibly smart and incredibly active, and if you do not keep them physically and mentally engaged, they will wreck your shit. And this guy just couldn't be bothered or didn't know how to manage this, and he was literally about to throw the dog out on the street. And I think they said, was it his son went to this guy and was like, please take this dog? Yeah. Yeah, because it sounded like the the guy was an elderly guy who got a cute little puppy to keep him company. And then it was like, uh, he doesn't have the capabilities to do so. Yeah. So. Research breeds, guys, please, before you get a dog. So anyway, this guy contacted this other dude, Omar, who is a dog trainer and said, please take this dog. My dad is about to throw it out on the street. So Omar took him in and. He doesn't just train dogs. He trains them for movies and commercials. Yeah. Yeah. He trains show dogs, but not like fancy prissy walking show dogs, like no TV show dogs. (laughs) Stunt dogs. Stunt dogs. That's right. So he trained the very high energy jumpy to be a stunt dog. They kind of show a little bit of their daily life and he says, you know, he's really high energy and really smart. So I feed him a lot of raw food. That does nothing. Please don't feed your domestic dog raw food. Anyway. 
this guy also has another dog named Uggy, and Uggy was the dog in the movie The Artist, which I really wanted to see. I never actually did. The Academy Award winning The Artist. Yes. So Uggy's got that little statue somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure he does. Downsize to fit a dog. Right. Obvi. But Uggy is now retired. They had a little sidebar about Uggy. This dude, Omar, loves dog a lot. It does a lot of dominance-based training. Is very much like, this training works because he knows I'm the boss. And, you know, positive reinforcement trainers have a lot of feelings about that, especially, you know. Anyway, I'm going to try not to get on the soapbox too much. But I did appreciate that Jumpy's favorite form of reinforcement is affection. He does not need any treats. You just snuggle him and he's like, I did it. It's the best. Yeah, he wants a hug. He wants to get up in your face. He wants to love you. Yeah. Jumpy's signature trick is his quote unquote leap of faith. Oh, like he does the Assassin's Creed jump? I mean, essentially, yeah. <laughs> Except <laughs> instead of landing in a bale of hay, he gets caught in Omar's arms. But basically, Omar sets up a ramp to a cover over his garage. Like, it's basically a, almost a story up in the air. Yeah, he's jumping off the guy's roof. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. And Jumpy just runs full out and takes a flying leap off the roof. I'm really bad at guessing distance, but it's got to be like 15, 20 feet, probably. Oh, it was it was good 20, 25 feet jump. Yeah. Like, easy. And gets caught by Omar. And it's really impressive. And that dog loves it. He has like the crazy excited dog face as he's flying through the air. And then you hear the, the hawk sound in the background. <laughs> yes. Another cool fact about Jumpy is that he is actually the world record holder for the fastest skateboarding dog. 100 meters, too. Mm-hmm. It was pretty good. And then they set up a little race between Jumpy and one of Omar's human friends, and Jumpy won. I think it was rigged. Bob has feelings about that. They do show a lot of Jumpy on the camera and not a lot of the other guy. Yeah. But anyway, it's cute. It's adorable. I wanted Jumpy to win anyway, so it's fine. No, it was adorable. So the next one we meet is Nikio. Nikio is a red healer mix with four prosthetic limbs. And he's nicknamed the Bionic Dog. I've never heard of a red healer before this. Yeah, they're cool. He and his family were left abandoned in an old foreclosed home, just like left in the basement when he was just a puppy. And when they found him, his paws were frozen into a puddle. Whoever found him quickly took them to a vet and he survived, but parts of all four limbs had to be amputated. A lady named Christy adopted him and named him Nikio, which means puddle in Hawaiian. I love and hate that name for him. I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, I love it because it's pretty and puddle is also cute. But then like, oh, your story, it's so sad. Yeah. I will say, if you have that empathic, like, you feel other things pain, watching this part of this session had me not triggered, but it was real close. Like, it would... It would, there was a lot of feels, and, and they do show pictures of him, you know, very young and just after the surgeries and whatnot. So just a little warning there. Yeah, it's very sad, but... But happy. Yeah, he's a very excited dog. He does not let anything hold him back. And after she adopted him, as he got bigger, it was putting more and more stress on where the amputations happened and was causing him pain. So she reached out to someone who specializes in animal prosthetics. To start him off, they outfitted him with two back prosthetics, and they said he adapted to those pretty much immediately. He picked it up way quicker than they thought he would. So they basically 
whipped up the front two legs right away. They immediately started working on getting the front two prosthetics ready as well. Yeah, the guy who's worked with the prosthetics is like, I've never seen a dog get up in the same session that I ju- we just put the prosthetics on and like he's up and walking. Like, that's never happened before. Yeah. To keep himself nice and healthy, he goes to physical therapy once a week and does a lot of swimming to help build his muscles because he can't move all the muscles quite as well with the prosthetics when he's walking. Uh, So he has to do swimming and stuff to really move all those muscles and keep them toned. And that's pretty much his story. He's really cute. I like him. And he's living a happy life despite, you know, his tragedy. Yeah, he reminds me of Beckett a lot. He never looked sad. Like, every time they showed him, he was just like, hey, everybody, what's up? So next we meet Norman, which... I know you're thinking, who names their dog Norman? But when you see this dog, you'll see why his name is Norman. He is a French sheep, French sheep dog. A sheep Say dog? Say that five times fast. And Norman rides a scooter, as in like a razor scooter. And he has set the world record for the fastest dog on a scooter. His owner is also a dog trainer. And this lady uses positive reinforcement! Yay! And then in my head, I was like, man, shocking that the dude uses dominance training and the woman uses positive reinforcement. Yep. Anyway, Norman rides a scooter around the block with the family son. Like the son's just like chilling on his scooter and Norman just rides along next to him. Yep. (laughs) And I had seen videos of dogs pushing scooters and stuff before. But what got me with this guy is he will, like... He pushes off. ...be hauling ass. Like, he will push off and then put both of his feet on the scooter and just coast along. He rides. Like, he legitimately isn't just, like, a dog on a skateboard pushing with back legs. Like, he pushes one, two, three, and then goes and rides the momentum. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, and I don't know, it just tickled me pink. I got immediate giggles that I was not anticipating getting at all. I was just not ready for it. Because this dude also has super long fur. He's the size of a child. He's huge. It just was pretty hilarious. I liked Norman a lot. They put his hair in a scrunchie. They do, so that he can see, because it covers his eyeballs. Yeah, it's pretty adorbs. He has also learned to ride a bicycle. He learned that when he was a puppy as well. A bicycle with training wheels, of course. Not to downplay his achievements, but, like, dudes, he's not balancing on two actual wheels. In fairness, it's not quite a razor scooter either. It also has three wheels rather than just the two. So it, it is balanced for him, which, again, not taking away from it, because I'm pretty sure that they said that he is on his way to world record of a dog running a bicycle. So, yeah. Yeah. And let's be real, that dude's probably more balanced on his Razor scooter than I fucking would be at 33 (laughs) years old. Speak for yourself. So then we take a brief pause. Uh. You're welcome, that was for you. To highlight some presidential pooches for whatever reason. So that was a nice little quick slideshow of dogs that have lived in the White House for a bit. AKA we need some more time to fill. So what do we talk about dogs? Kind of, yeah. So next we meet Ricochet, and she is a golden retriever, and she is a surfing dog. She was originally being trained to be a service dog, but her owner said she just lost interest after a while. (laughs) So they gave up on that. I don't know. I kind of got the impression that there was more to that story that they weren't going to tell us, but... 
It was just brief. Yeah, it was. And then she didn't want to. Yeah. But one day when she was pretty young, they had a boogie board like sitting in a kiddie pool in the backyard. And she was just like, I'm going to hop up on this and had fun balancing on it. So they were like, cool, she's going to learn to surf then. If you've ever tried to get on anything in a kiddie pool, it is not easy. So yeah, that boogie board was quite an achievement. Yeah. Um, Grip it and rip it, baby! Thank you. I was hoping you would go for it. I am gripping it, and I am ripping it. So, Ricochet not only surfs, but she surfs with people with special needs. So we meet Wes. He is a young autistic boy who has bonded with her a lot. And they said that she's helped him come out of his shell quite a bit and made him more comfortable being out and about and out of his house. What they do is she will surf. Like, they'll kind of have a couple people give them a push start when a wave hits. And she will stand on the surfboard and Wes holds on to her harness and kind of, like, crouches down behind her, embraces behind her. And she holds him up on the surfboard and they surf together. The dog is balancing the board for both of them. Yeah. Like you can see it. It's really awesome. And she's like not even trying. She's just like, what's up? I surf. <laughs> this is my day job. Yeah, it was really cute. And then they just show a bunch of shots of them sitting on the beach together. And this kid cuddling her. I couldn't. My heart. It was so sweet. It was really, really cute. There is something about a warm, lovable dog with autistic kids. There's a bonding that happens that it is amazing and unspoken and just brilliant. There's something about it. It's it's beautiful because, you know, with autism, you don't always have the way to communicate with the rest of humanity. But yet somehow they are able to connect with these dogs. And it's beautiful. Next up, we get a lightning round of awesome dogs. We see Jesse, who is a Jack Russell. Jesse does practical tricks like loading a dishwasher and carrying stuff from one place to another. Yep. We meet Nana. She's a border collie who specializes in balancing things on her head, even while skateboarding. I'm pretty sure I've seen Nana online before. Yeah, they had a one shot where she literally had 20 or so treats stacked on her nose, and it was literally a good six inches high. I would even have trouble balancing that. Yeah. And then we saw Splash, who is a dancing dog, who is crazy good at mimicking people's movements. So basically her owner can do any kind of dance move and she'll just also do it. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, super cool. I think I've also seen videos of Splash online before too. But that's actually how I trained Beckett how to wave. (laughs) One day I was like, what'll happen if I just violently wave my hand at you? And she just kind of tilted her head and looked at me like I was weird and then like, pawed the air like (laughs) is this what you want and i magnituded it and then she knew how to wave (laughs) it was really funny she does till this day she's like you're weird but okay (laughs) i'll do this if you want me to and then last but not least we meet crazy confetti crazy confetti or confetti for short is a cattle dog terrier mutt and oh my god this is my kind of dog aesthetically she's a a little high energy for me but she was beautiful she's covered in all these little black and brown spots her name is confetti because she literally looks like she is just peppered with confetti yeah and it's not just one color like a dalmatian it's like there's black on the back and then her muzzle is all like ginger colored and then like it's it's really cute yeah she's beautiful confetti performs in a dog stunt show run by her owner 
There are a total of 11 dogs in the show that are all rescues. Confetti herself was on death row in a dog shelter, like literally the next one in line to be put down. She was brought back to the shelter by three different families that couldn't handle her energy level. Yeah, and after seeing it, I mean, don't get me wrong, I would never do that to a dog. Is if I if I adopt a dog, I would take it. But like the energy that that dog puts out is insane. Oh yeah, I could never. <laughs> but like, I know that about cattle dogs, I wouldn't. One terrier is enough in my house at a time. I don't need to add another terrier with a cattle dog mixed in there, too. True. But Confetti is awesome. She does backflips. She does paw stands, as in, like, a handstand, but on her paws. On the trainer's hand. Yeah. It's awesome. He balances her. (laughs) She jumps rope. She does acrobatics, where he'll, like, lay down on his back and put his feet up in the air, and she'll jump up on his feet and spin around in circles. And while the show is being filmed, she was learning to balance on a ball. The show ends with her first live performance of the ball behavior, and she nails it. Like a boss. Way to go, confetti. And that's the end of World's Greatest Dogs. They're pretty great. Yeah. I don't really know what else to say about it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's a fun show. If you've ever seen anything on, you know, an animal planet or anything like that, it's exactly one of those kind of shows. Mm-hmm. And, you you know, you get to meet these dogs and see what they can do. And it's it's a good time for 45 minutes. Yeah. So, Bob, on a scale of one to five tail wags, what would you give World's Greatest Dogs? I can give this a solid three. Yeah, I think I'm going to go 3.5. Okay. It's nothing that I would go to search out for, and it's nothing that I'm going to probably go rewatch. I'm glad I saw it, but uh, it's a good middle of the road. That's pretty much where I am. It's, like you said, it's pretty much like any other Animal Planet, check out these cool dogs kind of shows. So like a three for originality and then plus a half point just because I fucking love dogs so much. Because you love dogs, exactly. That's right. I don't hate dogs. Let me that, 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 <laughs> that, that, be on the record. I don't hate dogs. I love dogs. I just have three of our own. Yeah. Three's too many, guys. Don't do it. <laughs> Stop it, too. This guy has 11. He has 11 uh, dogs. 11 high-energy dogs. I could not. I could not. 11 roly-poly dogs, maybe. Not, not 11 <laughs> We're just going to sit dogs. on the couch and watch some Animal Planet. Yeah, together. lay me upon a bed of dogs that want to sleep next to me. And snuggle. And I'm down with that. I was going to say, you don't want to be on the bed of dogs. I I don't understand. Why wouldn't I want to lay on a bed of dogs? If the bed is made of dogs, then that's animal cruelty. Not if the bed is just a bunch of dogs snuggling me. Not if I'm the little spoon of ten spoons. Right, but I just don't want to see you laying on the dogs. Yeah, the big ones can handle it. (laughs) Anywho. Okay, I would like a riding dog. (laughs) <laughs> if, if anyone has bred one of those, I'm down. I'm pretty sure that one we saw at the uh, festival was almost there. <laughs> uh, the Caucasians are pretty big. Caucasians? Is that what they're called? Like white people? I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I gotta check that. Caucasian. Hey, there you go. Caucasian Shepherd. It's like I know what I'm talking about. Huh. Yeah, that fucker was huge. Yeah, and that's not the biggest one of them, but yeah. Obviously, we are not going to be rolling for next week because we've already established from last week's roll that it's going to be The Rescuers Down Under. I am very, very excited. I cannot wait. You've seen it, right? Have I made you watch it? Uh, I have seen uh, bunches of it. I, I It's one of those things that I've seen it piecemeal. So, like, I think I've seen all of it, but not necessarily together. 
Ooh, interesting. I think you're going to dig it. I think it would be your kind of Disney movie. I'm hoping it is. Well, I hope you guys will join us in two weeks for our next film review adventure. In the meantime, like us on Facebook at Disney Plus Roulette Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Disney Roulette. We're on Instagram and TikTok at Disney Roulette Pod. Or you can shoot us an email the old-fashioned way at DisneyRoulettePodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the show, you can donate at BrouseHouseMedia.com, B-R-O-U-S-E, or just drop a rating and review on your podcast app of choice. We love those reviews. We definitely do. Yeah. And remember, adopt, don't shop. Mm-hmm.